This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations with influential members of the community that you need to know. This episode is brought to you by Mill Creek Financial Consultants. At Mill Creek Financial Consultants, we offer more than just financial planning. We develop a relationship with you that helps you avoid common missteps, make confident decisions, and put your assets to work so you can enjoy the peace of mind that comes from financial security. Don't delay your important financial decisions any longer. Schedule a time to meet with our Mill Creek Financial Advisors and begin the journey towards achieving your dreams by visiting MillCreekFinancialConsultants.com. No investment strategy can ensure peace of mind, assure profit, or guarantee against loss. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Happy to be here today to talk about an important topic. I believe every employer is looking at this, the, the work-life balance, and we're thrilled to have Madeline Thacker, President and CEO of the Children's Movement of Florida, along with Michelle Ubin, President and CEO of Saks Media Group, both with us today. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Madeline, we'll jump in. You are President and CEO of um, a 501c3, correct? Uh, of an important initiative, anything that has the name children in it, I know is important and attractive to so many individuals on so many fronts. And as a Chamber of Commerce, we know how it how important that is for our employers and our members. And there's a lot to dig into here. But if you can, maybe maybe set the stage for you personally, how you found yourself at the Children's Movement of Florida, and then a little bit about the Children's Movement. Absolutely. So I am a mother of two boys, uh, two and a half and four and a half. Those halves are really important to them at that age, as they remind me. And I have been in this work for about six years. So uh, made a transition to working in early childhood and then started living it at home. Uh, but earlier in my career, I focused on Latin American policy, working with a business council that was all about economic and social development throughout the Western Hemisphere. And it was um, after I got married and was really deepening my roots in, in my hometown in Florida that I realized I wanted my impact to be much closer to home. And so instead of thinking about being an ambassador globally, uh, wanted to do something that looked more like being an ambassador for kids. Uh, and that's what we do at the movement as the statewide advocacy organization focused on the zero to five years. It's making sure our, our leaders in Tallahassee understand the opportunities of investing in young children and families, and that the business community sees the connection also uh, with community prosperity and all that they are up to. Well, and I, and I know you are heavily involved with the Florida Chamber Foundation here at the Tallahassee Chamber. We, we follow the great work of Mark Wilson and really what he represents for the state and really driving forward uh, the community. And we engaged and we present a community scorecard uh, highlighting kindergarten readiness, third grade reading scores, graduation rates. And, and I know you're focused on zero to five, and that really is the most important time period, because if we get it wrong there, as you are the expert with your peer group around you, we know that we're just going to be playing catch up. And so as the Tallahassee Chamber, this is so important. One of our three priority areas is community and prosperity. And, and we're doing our work with our business leaders in our local schools 
but the work of the movement is important. And, and you touched on it for high quality early learning. And, and I know we're going to talk about um, some resources, some opportunities for businesses. And I think that's what we want the employers listening and the employees to know the resources that are out there uh, and for you to really emphasize what you've seen as best practices. I mean, I know, Michelle, you you are a business owner and you have put some of this into practice. And one program to start out with is really the bosses for babies. Uh, maybe the, the best approach is to let's go to the employer, Michelle, to talk a little bit about what she has seen and why she herself and her team are involved in bosses for babies. Well, as a mother of six myself, who uh, was raising children the entire time I was working to, to build up a business, uh, it, I certainly understood the importance from a personal standpoint of having family-friendly policies and uh, making sure that I could balance what I needed to balance in my life and uh, build the kind of company where other people could do that as well. So uh, I'm you know, super excited at the the guide that uh, the children's movement is uh, releasing, and and the things that that I've learned from it. The the fact that uh, having these kinds of policies is not only good for the employee, it's not only good for the children, it's good for the business. I think all of us are um, struggling post COVID to retain talent, to recruit talent. The world has changed a lot. Um, younger employees are demanding a lot more uh, flexibility. And the point is that uh, there is a, is a nexus between what's good for the business and, and what's good for the family. And flexibility is at the heart of that. Well, let's talk about some of those findings. And maybe I know there's a toolkit and we're going to direct our listeners to a, a website. But if we can talk about maybe some of those findings, uh, Madeline, if you want, if you want to dig back into that, because you've your organization keeps trying to bring forward that information, and also some of the what you see on the horizon as far as um, future opportunities. Absolutely, and I love that you mentioned the the Florida Chamber and the connection at your chamber to prosperity, because that's where it all started. For us, uh, we were asked by Mark Wilson to be the goal leader on 100% of children will be ready for kindergarten by the year 2030. And you've got your community scorecard. You know there are about 1,200 um, kindergartners who enter school in Leon County each year who are not prepared to be there. And our approach has been not only looking at how do you strengthen early learning and invest in our teachers, but, but also what's the role that employers play. Uh, given the impact they have on the adult that's most important in the child's life. And so our research has found that there are five areas of family-friendly policies and practices that, like Michelle described, benefit businesses and help children and families. And, and that ranges from paid leave to flexible work and scheduling, those first two rated as most important by most employees and most especially by millennials who now make up 80% of the workforce, uh, sorry, 80% of millennials um, who make up the largest share of the workforce. Um, other benefits include um, health and wellness, uh, support for childcare, or other accommodations for things like lactation. And so the, the guide that we have just released has a comprehensive look at all of those 
policies, at the ways that it impacts business in terms of attracting and retaining talent, increased productivity, increased loyalty, the ways that it benefits families, uh, leading to more engaged employees who are more satisfied with their work, and the ways it benefits the future. Because when you've got a, a, a workforce that is less stressed and with greater economic opportunity, then you're going to see that in the next generation, and, and kids will be more prepared for school. Well, Madeline, I would imagine there's really got to be two approaches to this, whether it's the if whether it's the mother that's in the workplace or the father. I think what we all are learning, and that is post-COVID, it's everything has changed. And I would imagine, and maybe you can speak to what has surprised you through this journey, how you all have purposefully maybe modified your approach, realizing the landscape has changed. And again, I go to hopefully as a chamber of commerce, what we can do is really connect our employers and our employees to information they might not have been aware of and make it as simple and easy as possible. And maybe if you can just touch on what you continue to be, what you continue to see with your employers or questions that are posed or some of those employers, again, that are trying to communicate across the board, not just to the moms, but to the fathers themselves. Yeah, and I, and I think Michelle will have a lot to say on this too, but when you think about what the workforce is demanding, it aligns well with what we know makes a difference for community prosperity. And so to, to make it as simple and easy as possible, we are building the network of uh, business leaders who are changing their policies to be more family friendly and creating a conversation around this so that Florida can become the family friendliest state in the nation. And what we hear a lot are questions from employers who say, oh, yeah, I'd like to offer paid leave, but I don't want folks to, you know, really take advantage of us or I, I want to offer more flexibility, but I'm not sure what kinds of metrics I want to use to keep people accountable. And, and the network we are building through Bosses for Babies of, of peers can help answer those questions and, and move employers to continually make these changes. Michelle, you do such a great job there at SACS and maybe presenting some feedback on what your employees have said and how you've been able to retain employees as a result of your involvement in Bosses for Babies. Absolutely. Uh, we made the decision within the last year actually to uh, expand our maternity and paternity leave. And um, post COVID, you know, we, we really thought we'd be back in the office full time. Um, but what we learned during COVID is that we can uh, be productive from anywhere and we can recruit great talent if um, we can be open about uh, what the work arrangement is. You know, many people work on a hybrid arrangement if they're in town where they're in the office part of the time. Um, but those who, who work in other cities are remote all the time. Uh, I had a conversation with a, a young woman who is a real rising star in our organization who uh, had a baby last year. Uh, she got the benefit of our expanded leave policy, um, but when it was time to come back, she said, I, I don't want to put the baby in daycare, and are you willing to, to work with us? She said, my husband can watch the baby, you know, in the mornings, and I can have somebody come in a couple days a week, and I can juggle my schedule so that I'm available in the evenings if, um, you know, if uh, the baby needs my attention. And I just kind of did a check-in with her before this podcast to, you know, see how it was going. And she said it made all the difference in the world to be off to a good start as a mother, 
uh, to recover physical, physically and emotionally from giving birth. And, uh, and she feels like she, and we feel like too, that she's more productive because we've been able to accommodate her needs. She said, if I would, if the baby was in daycare and I was worried about the baby all day um, and wouldn't have control over the baby's schedule and when she sleeps and um, you know, when she goes down for, for naps, um, it, would be, it would be more of a distraction. And she also talked about how loyal she feels toward the company and can't imagine working anywhere else because of the accommodations. So it's really been a benefit to us. And I, I think this report will strike up those conversations that Madeline described where an employer considering any one of the policies would have somebody to talk to and say, how did it work for you? Um, what can I learn from your experience? How can I structure this in a way that could work for our company? Well, and, and I, I, I go ahead, please go ahead, Madeline. Oh, I was just going to say I love uh, what what you're sharing, Michelle. And I'm thinking of the memes I've seen online that like there is no more loyal employee than a mother <laughs> who is supported. But I love that Sue also mentioned this is not just about women, and and it is the men and the young men are really demanding a different. Um, set of benefits and, and want to be just as present for, for those new babies, for their children, and, and looking for that uh, balance and integration in their careers. Well, and I think that's such a great segue to one of our board members, Eddie Gonzalez-Lumier, uh, President and CEO of Rubos. Even before we, we scheduled this podcast and recording, uh, you know, Eddie's been just a champion for what he has been doing for a remarkable technology company here uh, in Tallahassee that could be anywhere internationally, but he's here because this is such a great community um, for raising your children and community involvement. But we also know it has to happen within the walls of your employment. And so he's brought that in and he's one of your um, bosses for babies. And I know our listeners are probably saying, okay, this is great, great information, but I need either the toolkit information or actually Madeline, thanks to you and to Michelle that you're actually planning a session in June to introduce our business community to this. And we will certainly promote that data. I know you're trying to finalize it, we'll promote it, but for those who would want to attend, what can they expect to hear at this great forum? It's gonna be not a forum, but a meeting to really highlight Bosses for Babies and, and the other advantages to your mission within the movement. Sure. So they'll hear a little bit more about all of the areas of family-friendly policies that support business and support the future. Um, they'll receive a copy of the guide that has all kinds of tools and assessments for the business and um, an encouragement to really start by asking your employees. The, the thing I would emphasize is we've got a guide, we've got tools, but there is no one size fits all here. There, there are definitely changes that each and every organization can make, but it will depend on the workforce and the industry and, and the conditions. And, and, and we, we know that and we know there are options for everybody. Okay. Well, we will do our part to certainly push out that information in the interim. Is there a website or the best way to find out information today for those that want to dig in? And it's not just, again, for the, the owner of the company, the HR director or small business owner wears many, many hats and, and also the employees who want to learn a little bit more and be the advocate for it. As Michelle said, her daughter's doing, because I think we're all in that space here at the Chamber of Commerce. We're doing that as well. We are we're modifying to keep great talent 
and it's where we are and it's it's actually about family and it's a great place to be so the best website to find out more information very simple www.bossesforbabies.com okay and we'll look forward to seeing you in june uh, michelle thank you for for you and your company and the impacts making in our community any any final comments from you michelle uh, just that i'm excited about the conversation that this report will stimulate um, it, it gives em employees tools to approach their their bosses and have conversations that can be difficult and it provides resources for uh, employers to help each other. And I think that our community will be stronger because of it. Well, great. Well, Michelle, thank you. Madeline, it's good to see you again. We'll see you soon during the, um, the, the session here in our community. Thank you very much. Great to see you. You too. Bye-bye.